And good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Eagles Nest. My name is Griggs Blankenberg. You're hanging out with me. You're hanging out with Daniel Locke, and you're hanging out with Mr. Noah Phillips. He'll be joining us here in a minute after our first segment. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of the semester of the 2021-2022 school year for the Eagles Nest. The first semester you had just Daniel. This semester you got me also. So hopefully that's been an improvement. Maybe, I don't know. But we got another hour and a half to talk sports with you. We're going through everything. We're going to have some special guests coming in soon. But let's just get it going. Final episode of the school year. Daniel, welcome on. Thank you. Um, Griggs, you have been an excellent addition. Very happy to have you. It was kind of stressful last semester having to put together an hour show by myself with an occasional guest. So thank you for coming on and filling the role of a co-host I so desperately needed. Thank we you. appreciate you. Thank you for letting me have an excuse to tell my parents of why I was wanting to drop my uh, English class. Absolutely. Miss um, Debbie, you heard that here first. I had nothing to do with him actually dropping the class. I told him that if he wanted to be on the show, he was more than welcome. And he's like, all right, dropping English. So I had nothing to do with that. Anyways, sports. The NFL oh, draft, draft. NFL draft. Chris Olave, welcome to New Orleans, my man. Man, we need a receiver like you. You'll go well, great with Michael. You need a receiver that will run just slants. And you're done. (laughs) And it has been a great semester for Griggs. He is suspended. Just kidding. Michael Thomas, welcome back, buddy. So glad your Achilles is healed. Um, Your Achilles is stronger than Griggs and mine and Noah's. Pretty sure my Achilles isn't broken before, but okay. Bro. Michael Thomas is going to have the revenge tour of a lifetime. I'm so excited for it. Dude, Michael Thomas is just so good. George Pickens is the new Michael Thomas menace. Oh, heck no. George Pickens is a bomb. You it heard takes, it, it takes, first. It takes a special person to want to fight someone on Georgia Tech. Right. That's why he's on the Steelers. So, do you just want to kind of go through the first round, our thoughts, or if it surprised us that that guy went that high? I'll, I'll be happy to start off. Do you want to sh- yeah, hold on. I'm just updating the final records of who you got real quick. But, yeah, let's just go ahead and do it. Let's look up the first round of the NFL draft, and then we'll get the opinions on my, me and Daniel's team. So let's just kick it off. Uh, 2022 picks from the NFL.com. The first overall selection in the draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected Travion Walker, defensive end out of Georgia. Kind of a little bit of a surprise. I think the way he shot up draft boards, everyone thought it was going to be Aiden Hutchinson. And then all of a sudden – Trayvon Walker, the idea of him just shot, just went and crazy. I don't really know. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I didn't think he'd go that high. I really didn't. So with the stats he had, he didn't have they, – they're saying he's a lot to be developed, I yeah. think. But if he develops, it'd be really good. I mean, for a team that's had, like, five first-round picks in the last, like, what, like 10 years? Yeah. I think that was, like, a lot. Yeah. So. Um, I It is a lot. And it seems like by now, with all that first-round talent that the Jaguars are bringing in, that they would, you know, have this ship turned around. And to think about it too, they don't have someone saying they have basically had three first-round picks this year since they are getting Travis Etienne because he didn't yeah. play the entire last season. So, yeah, um, that is true. So, like, like you said, I think Aiden Hutchinson went two. Mm-hmm. Not a Deep, surprise there. Yeah, defensive end out of Michigan, staying close. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. I, I was surprised by this one. Yeah, I was thinking, like, late first round just because he's been hurt. I was thinking mid first round, maybe, like, 10, like, 9, 10, something like that. But I don't know. I don't think the Texans' problems are going to be solved by one defensive back, but LSU no. does have a lot of good defensive backs. So. They do. That is DBU for sure. 
Ahmed Sauce Gardner taken fourth overall. Man, I said that name so white. Oh, well. <laughs> um, taken out of Cincinnati. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Gardner. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, he had that game against Notre Dame and then Alabama game, but still going to be different, interesting to see how he faces against non-American conference teams. <laughs> you, you said it best, buddy. Uh, I'm interested to see how it goes as well. I'll just kind of run through the rest of these just because we're not going to have a ton of time for draft talk. Kayvon Thibodeau taking fifth overall by the Giants. Uh, Griggs, I'll let you talk about number six. I like this pick a lot. I was so glad we didn't take a quarterback, especially now that Malik Willis went down in like the third or fourth round. Oh, yeah. Y- y'all got him. The thir- he went in the third round, but I'm glad we got E.K. Iguamo. Um, uh, E.K. Iguamo. Guano, yeah. From, he's from Charlotte. He went to high school about 10 minutes from me, so that's kind of cool. Uh, played at NC State. I watched two games NC State played this year against Wake in North Carolina. Didn't really hear his name much, but that's probably good when you're speaking on offensive linemen. There's not saying yeah. that he got blown by or stuff like that. So It's one of those positions I that think it, everyone knows when you did something wrong. No one knows when you do it right. Someone's got a, He's got a chance to be a day one starter on the left tackle, something we have needed forever. We've said we were an offensive line away from being a good team again. Now that's a little bit harder, but, yeah, I think it's a good pick, and I think it also shortens Matt Rule's time here if we don't win right away because he doesn't have the thing saying, I'm just developing a quarterback card, so – I like that pick. Yeah, I do too. Taken seventh overall by the New York football giants, Evan Neal. Taken eighth overall by the Falcons, Drake London. Taken ninth overall by the Seahawks, Charles Cross. Tenth overall by the New York Jets, who I think are on a turnaround, Garrett Wilson. Jets had the draft. Oh, for sure. For sure. Unbelievable. As I previously said, uh, the Saints took Chris Olave at 11. Jameson Williams, the Alabama receiver who got ejected in the Iron Bowl at a clown. 12th overall by the Detroit Lions. Big boy Jordan Davis, 13th overall uh, by the Eagles. Him lining up next to Fletcher Cox is going to be scary. Dude, you said it. Like, I wouldn't want to be an I wouldn't want to be a quarterback going against the Eagles. That, that that's like having Oh man, I don't even want to think about that. That's a nightmare. Uh 14th overall by the Ravens, Kyle Hamilton. 15th overall by the Texans, Kenyon Green. 16th overall this guy gives me PTSD out of Penn State. <laughs> he was so good. Jahan Dotson, you were absolutely right. He was the only person I've seen Rodgers struggle with really throughout the whole year. Yeah. Um, Zion Johnson, 17th overall by the Chargers. Traylon Burks, 18th overall by the Titans. My Saints also got Trevor Penning with the 19th pick. Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback off the board. I'd be interested to see how many times a quarterback has – the first quarterback's been taken off the board 20 picks or later – but it's not a lot. Uh, number 21, Chiefs selected Trent McDuffie uh, with the 22nd pick. The Packers took Quay Walker with the 23rd pick. The Bills took Kair Elam with the 24th pick. Cowboys took Tyler Smith with the 25th pick. The Baltimore Ravens took Tyler Lindbaum. With the, their second first-round pick, the New York Jets took Jermaine Johnson the second out of Florida State. With the 27th pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars took Devin Lloyd. With the 28th pick, the Packers took Devontae Wyatt. With the 29th pick, this is a head-scratcher. Cole Strange, the, taken by the Patriots. The Bill Belichick dementia will not be stopped. Bruh. I mean, <laughs> take it. He's take, have you seen the list of his last like couple first-round picks? You want me to read through these? I'll read the, you keep reading, and I'll read the names through the last first-round right. picks. Um, number 30th. Uh, overall by the Kansas City Chiefs is George Karloftis, 31st overall, Daxton Hill by the Bengals, and rounding out the first round, Lewis Sign out of Georgia was taken by my least favorite team in the NFL, the Minnesota, 
Vikings. All right. Here are the list of the last – since 2014, here are, I think, the last couple first-round picks in Bill Belichick had. He had Dominique Easley out of Florida, Malcolm Brown out of Texas, Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia, followed by Sony Michelle out of Georgia. Hey, Sony was a boy. Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State, and Mac Jones out of Alabama, and now Cole Strange out of UT Chattanooga. Go Mox. Go Moxins. All about the Moxins. Uh, I think oh, it's, you it's go, can I say can I share com- my story about UT Chatta? It's coming it's coming to an end for Bill though. But yeah, go ahead. So uh it was a week zero game in the twenty seventeen season. Me and my best friend from high school, Will, we went to see Jacksonville State play UT Chatta. Uh, Griggs, you won't be familiar with the stadium. Noah, 50-50 chance for you. And Montgomery called the Crampton Bowl. It is the most run-down stadium I've ever seen. Griggs, I know you've been to Legion Field. It makes Legion Field look like... I've a, not been to Legion Field. Oh, I thought you said you I'm, went and saw... I've Lake never Bird. been to Birmingham. Oh, well, we need to fix that. Hmm. Um, anyways, it's a run-down stadium. Just very, very ugly. And uh, Jacksonville State won the game like 47 to nothing. And we were like, why did we come to this? Like, this was such a waste of time. We drove an hour for it. But, anyways, that's going to round out for the draft talk. When we come back, we don't know yet what we're going to be talking about. It's a surprise for everyone. I think it might involve fast cars, though. Well, This is the Eagle's Nest with Daniel Locke, Griggs Blankenberg, and our main man, Noah Phillips, on next. You're Don't go anywhere. And welcome back into the Eagle's Nest, everybody. My name is Grace Blankenberg. This is the Eagle's Nest. You're hanging out with me. You're hanging out with Daniel Locke. My roommate, Tyler Tufel, is going to be on in a couple minutes to talk some baseball with us. But first, it is our good friend, Noah Phillips. We are going to be talking about the world of Formula uh, as, huh? as As Jean Girard once said in um, Talladega Nights to Ricky Bobby. But Noah, welcome on. We've been trying to get this to happen for a little while now. So happy to have you on. I'm happy to be here. I know it's a big honor for you guys to have me on here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very humble. Yeah. Um, thank you, though, for having me on. I know Absolutely. I couldn't be on because of history. So, Man, happy who needs history? It already happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't exactly. change it now. Uh, but, yeah, let's – Noah, Miami. My SB, the first race for Formula 1 in Miami is going to be a – speaking of history, it's going to be history for them. Obviously, uh, they've been racing in America for – what is it, two or three years now in Texas, but now they'll finally be racing in the south in the heart of motor racing in Florida. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this track, it is a new track. It is built outside the Miami Dolphin and Miami Hurricane Stadium. Did you just say that the heart of racing in Florida is Miami? The heart of racing is Daytona, okay, but, I mean, they're okay. close, they okay. can't race at Daytona. You know, right. they, got, they got too many curbs. I just wanted to make sure that we cleared that up. But, yes, my, close enough. My, the Miami International Autodrome Outside of uh, Hard Rock Stadium, home of the Dolphins and the Miami Hurricanes in college football, this is a track. It is 57 laps. It'll be 5.4 kilometer. Uh, what is it? Kilometers? One of those things. Yeah, one of those things in European numbers. Yeah. And, and they will be three DRS zones. So, what can we expect from this race? No, you think? It's, since it's a new track, we're gonna get a lot of things from tomorrow and Q uh, P uh, practice sessions, and then for Saturday with qualifying. Well, the first thing you look at this track and you just see straightaways. <clears throat> Especially that DR- the DRS-2 detection zone, Sector it, 3. It is, and that's going to be one of the funny, uh, funnest things to watch for in the race. Obviously, uh, powertrains are going to be a big part of that, and the number one powertrain right now, I think, is going to be in the Red Bull car. 
Mercedes are shaking right now. Mercedes are shaking. They're shaking in their boots. No. Nah. You want to talk about the Red Sox first? <laughs> about uh, every single person not knowing it? Look, it's okay. I'm not racist or xenophobic, so I'm not going to hold it against them since they're not from the U.S. Fair. Maybe I should be a lesson to all. Sebastian should have known, known it, though. He's like, I've been to the stadium. <laughs> but, yeah. But what is your – the fake water, what is your thoughts on that one? That – it's, it's just them wanting to do yachts, but then they couldn't. Uh, how would they get the boats out of there if they put water in there? I think it would have been better if they just put like the uh, Miami Hurricanes trucks in there. You know what I'm talking about? Like where they put the shoulder pads and stuff. Oh, they yeah. have that instead of yachts because, you know, we're Americans and we love football. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, if you're going to the F1 race, you may even have a yacht. You're probably mad. With that ticket price, yeah. With that ticket price, yeah. But yeah, so you said Red Bull. Probably going to be the favorite here, Max and Checo. I think I they'll have a one-two again. You think back-to-back one-twos? I think they will. When's the last time that happened? Not just for Red Bull. It had to be Lewis and Valtteri, but what? Like probably like 2019, maybe 2020, maybe. Because uh, I know all, the Mon- only one-two last year was McLaren. Yeah, I think I think that was the last one. I think it was uh, the Monza one-two in uh, Italy. That was McLaren with Daniel Ricciardo winning. I'm thinking. Goat. I'm thinking back to back though, back to back one. Oh, back to back. Probably uh, it has to be Lewis and Valtteri, right? I don't imagine it being like yeah, Max or Alex would, Albon or something. Like I that. would think so. I. Oh, Albon never got a podium, so thanks to Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had to be Lewis. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know when I'm leaving Auburn yet. I'm either leaving Saturday or Sunday. I can't check out till twelve, so I'd be listening to the race in the car. Much advice to my parents, Will, they don't want me to listen to the race, even while driving, into afraid that I would try to hit the slipstreams yeah, on you, other cars. You just say, oh, I got DRS now, I can speed up. You know? <laughs> I don't think that would pass well with the Georgia State Troopers. <laughs> uh, you never can tell. Bro, I've you, got a funny story about Georgia State Troopers. Well, what'd you do, Daniel? Well, I was going 90 in a 75. And which I know I'm in the wrong. I'm not making excuses. I was on the way to the airport. I was running late. Oh, that's an excuse. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, so the no, exactly. The state trooper came to the window, said, "Son, you know how fast you were going." I was like, "Oh, yes, sir. I know I was going a little fast. I just gotta get to the airport, go see my mom." He was like, "Okay. Well, I already ran your stuff. Everything was clean. You have a good day, son." I was like, "All right. Thank you." Well, you're gonna have to go faster than that if you want to be in Formula One. <laughs> well, I don't want to be in Formula One since I like having a head. So. The hey, thought of my no one's own. died recently. No, uh, recently. no one's died Keyword recently. recently. If, uh, if you want to be on a Formula One track, I think this weekend it's going to be 199 will end up being the top speed, so you're going to have to add 100. Why not that. 200? I don't know. We don't make the rules. We don't the make U- the rules. The Europeans We're not driving. The Europeans make the rules. No, I honestly think, though, if I could be in NASCAR, I feel like, I feel like I'd be really good because in NASCAR Heat 5, I'm like really good. Yeah. Oh. Already won Daytona you my look, first year. You look like a NASCAR the, driver, Daniel. No, with Thank the, you. Can I talk like one, too? <laughs> yes, no. you can. You can talk All like right. No, with the thing I'm interested about is when it goes from turns 17, 18, and 19 near the finish well, line. There's 20 turns? Uh, there's 19 on this track. The fact that it just goes straight from, like, the DRS straight to just all the way, basically, you're doing, like, a 180 of the car within three turns. I think that's going to be a very technical area. One of, that's where Ferrari is going to try to catch up with since they're kind of faster than Red Bull on those turns. So, on average, how far apart are turns? Depends on where you are. If you're in Monaco, like, every two feet. 
Okay, Monica- so in NASCAR, obviously, you've got long straightaways that you can kind of take a breath for a second on. <laughs> Formula One, you don't get that. No, you do not, especially not on this track because you were either going to be going super fast or super slow. And like you were saying, that's the lead-in to the finish line. Mm-hmm. You've got to nail that, especially on the last lap, which is where we could see some big sort of uh, commotion go on on the last lap, create some sort of moment that makes Miami stay for years to come. And they have yeah, the three. Uh, the interesting one, I think, the DRS zone sec- on sector two, it has that full like kind of turn down there and on the bottom between turn nine and eleven. So, yeah, I think that's going to be big because if you go back and look at the uh, Vietnam track that they originally were going to run, it was a lot like that where you kind of were still going straight, but you still had to turn your steering wheel just a little bit. The difference here is that led into a full hairpin that made you turn all the way around. This one is still going to be a hairpin, but you're able to carry more speed through it into what is going to be a blind section heading up into Sector 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of looking at, like, these tracks. But so, your prediction for – let's just do this real quick so we don't have much time left for F1. Let's get your prediction for how qualifying is going to look and then how the podium will look on Sunday. I think qualifying and the podium is going to look very similar. I think it's going to be Max Verstappen, P1, Chico, P2, and then Charles and P3. Charles, P3, okay. Which is a very safe answer, I think, but I think it's going to happen. For me, I think it's going to go – I think that'll be uh, that'll be qualifying, but I'm going to think it's going to go – I'm going to go Max wins, P1. I'm going to go Charles, P2, and I'm going to go Lando, P3, because I think he's going to ride off that momentum because McLaren's had the turnaround of the year so far. They after have. after horrendous first two races, I mean, look, in Dana's defense, in Ricardo's defense, he didn't really have uh, practice. He didn't. He had COVID during all of testing. Yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> he had COVID all of testing, so he didn't really get to test out the car. And especially now, Lando, both of them got points, but Lando, I think, is on a kind of a hot streak now. And you bring up uh, not really having practice. This will be the first time anybody has ever mm-hmm. raced this track, not just in Formula One. So it'll be interesting to see how practice goes. Mm-hmm, that'll be interesting to look forward to tomorrow. So, Griggs, if Max wins, am I going to see a video on Snapchat of you pulling off at a rest stop and shotgunning a Red Bull? That's the plan right now. Heck, I'll do it too. Is Miss Debbie going to be okay with that? Miss Debbie doesn't need to know that. Miss Debbie! <laughs> oh, I'm boy. A whistleblower here on the Eagles Nest, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, chugging the Red Bull after the race in. Um, um, Imola was interesting, being that early in the morning, just me blaring Super Max and chucking, um, shotgunning a Red Bull at like 9 a.m. Tyler's shaking his head. He probably heard it while he's still trying to sleep. You got to protect this man. You, you got to keep him from doing things like that. Thank, thank goodness it's a Red Bull. Right there. <laughs> he's going to blow up his heart or something. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, it was a sugar-free Red Bull. Whoa, I'm sure That's that makes all the difference it's in the healthy. world. It's <laughs> <laughs> healthy. Bruh. Healthier. Healthier. Uh I got another big prediction that I'm just going to throw out there. Let's hear it. And if it happens, I'll be super proud of myself. I think Schumacher gets his first points ever. I'd, I'd, be not surpri- I'd not be surprised with that one. He- heck, Magnuson P3. Ma- I think it could happen. I really That'd want it to amazing. happen. That'd be amazing. And this some anti-American over here does yeah. not speak for uh, the rest of us. No, yeah. when I think of American, I think of winners. You didn't, you didn't see the first race of the season then when Magnuson, after being out of F1 for a year and a half, gets P5. Did he win? You realize, like, it's not about winning. Did he win? 
You realize half the drivers on this list have n- never won a race. Well, then they're losers. So George Russell's a loser then? I wish I could say no, but I've got to be consistent. <laughs> hey, you can finish second, third, or even fourth, man. You ain't got to be first. Bro, they no, said, no. Bro. Ricky Bobby said, <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. Bro, they, bro, Why doesn't that apply to this race? All the podium celebrates Pete. Um, I mean... Heck, Alex Albon was celebrating P10 the other day when he was on <laughs> one set of tires. And All right, well, when I'm a Formula 1 driver and I get P4 and my team wants to celebrate, I'm going to be like, nope, get back to work. We, we don't <laughs> celebrate unless we're a winner. And then you never win like half these drivers have. All right. We don't celebrate mediocrity. Must be hard being a Red Sox fan then. He never celebrated. The nine-time <laughs> World Series <laughs> champion? A nine-time World Series champion. How many do you have? Like three? I don't care. How many in the last 100-whatever-years? 2016 will live forever, man. Okay, yeah, you got one. I don't okay. want well, No, we actually have three, but I was the only one I was alive for. So, doesn't matter. World Series champs, 2016. Sweet Caroline. I don't think your parents were alive for the one before that. I don't think your anyone's parents were alive for that one. <laughs> I don't think our grandparents were alive for that one either. Our grandparents' parents probably were. Probably, man, cheering on, I don't even know, probably Shoeless Joe. All <laughs> them <laughs> playing against the Cubs. I don't know. My family tends to run old when they have kids. Lefty Grove, so. or something like that. Watching 60 mile an hour fastballs. Um, yeah. Babe Ruth would suck if he played today. That's a conversation for another time, but probably. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This is still uh, F- a, a segment <laughs> where we celebrate people coming in fifth but, place. But, Daniel, will you be watching the race this Sunday? Uh, 2.30, actually. Oh, 3.30 for me, actually, once I start driving home. Um, 3.30 on ABC Eastern Time, 2.30 Central Time, ABC. Actually, that'll work out well since my TV will already be tuned in to ABC because the Bruins play at 11.30 on Sunday morning. Perfect. Just keep it right there. Yeah, That's like, I probably will. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't go to overtime. I'll be at the Because oh, Europeans would <laughs> the Europeans would not. They don't deal with starting on, not on time. No, man. they don't. They don't watch hockey. They're going to hear... Um, Crofty would be like, and for some reason, we are not starting the race at the right time. We're having a delay in the race, but it's sunny out here in Miami. Hey, there might be rain. There's like a 40% chance of rain in Miami. First time, first time tr- track on rain, on wet. It would be fun. Be but, very, hey, definitely, Mick would definitely have a chance to get points for sure then. Mick would have a chance to win the race at that point. I think it would benefit him if he qualified lower than just in case yeah. that front, everything at turn one goes, goes to – I don't know what. Mazepin got a fastest lap last year because of that. Did he not get points, though, for that? No, he didn't get points because he, he was in yeah. last. <laughs> George Russell got a three, though. Wasn't that when he was in Russia when they like he was like changed the tires and he got the fastest lap and then like he finished like – No, that was – um crap. That was in – um that was in Austria when it got rained out. So they just ran like one lap behind a pace car. And since he was the last one to cross the finish line, he got the fastest lap. But yeah, thank you. But that I think is going to do it for our F one talk. We want to thank Noah coming on. We got some stuff in the works for next semester. We're going to be talking about over the summer. Some cool ideas, my friend Ben as well. But thank you again for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Hey, it's pleasure's all mine. Thank you all. Thank you. But when we come back, we have Mr. Tyler Tufel to talk that baseball. We're going to be talking MLB. We're going to be talking about the best team in the major leagues right now, the New York Mets. Tyler's going to be loving life then. But, yeah, that is all coming up on the Eagle's Nest. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Eagle's Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Eagle's Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. As always, I am your host, Daniel Locke, joined, as always, by Greg Blankenberg. We have Tyler Tufold on. We have Noah Phillips. And it is my utmost pleasure 
for the first time ever and unfortunately the last to welcome Jack Hart onto the Eagle's Nest. When I first went on Compact Discourse back last fall, Jack introduced me as the one and only Daniel Locke. So everyone, I give you the one and only Jack Hart. Good afternoon, fellas. So good to be here. Thank you for coming on, Jack. We appreciate you extending your time on Weagle just a little bit more to hang out with us. Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Thank you, Mr. Jack, for coming on. It's always our pleasure. We got him, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. Yeah, the white whale. A bit of you finally, finally found it. The, uh, the Captain Ahab and Starbuck of Weagle over here. Yeah, we, you heard your mic being for that first part. That's okay. Yeah, we got it. Imagine what I said. It's all good. But, yes, we are here. We are going to talk about baseball now, ladies and gentlemen, for our last little bit of a show. Let's just do a quick rankings real quick. Let's start off with the American League. We'll start with the top teams and around the top, hopefully. We have the New York Yankees in first place in the East right now with a record of 18-7. and seven, followed, Doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> followed by the Blue Jays, who are two and a half behind at 16-10. and 10. In the Central, the Minnesota Twins have a 15, uh, are in first with a fifth record of 15-10, and 10, followed by back three and a half games. Kind of surprising so far. The White Sox and the Guardians, both 11-13. and 13. I thought the White Sox, that was my... World Series champion prediction. Hopefully they like, gets turned around a little bit. So my prediction is more correct, even though the Central is probably one of the worst divisions in baseball, probably. Probably could say that for both the Centrals, honestly, coming from someone who's a fan of the Central. They've won three straight games, the White Sox. Ooh. Looking at these standings right now, if you had to put money on one, which one do you see ending the season in the same order it is right now? Ooh, that's actually a good question. Um, I'm going to have to take either the Brew Crew or the Dodgers. Yeah, I think that my pick would be the NL Central. Yeah, I'm saying the NL. The Reds are coming in last for sure. The NL Central. NL Central Central won't move. I think think the Pirates and Cubs could flip if something changes, but we'll see. Yeah, but I I feel like if you had had to pick one, I I can see see the West, NL West ending like it is, but I would would pick the Central. The NL West is the only division in baseball where everyone is either Above 500 or at 500, which is crazy. That division's always very interesting. They're scary from the beginning, from the offseason, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think uh, look out for them Padres and Giants fighting for that wild card spot, though. That's really going to be interesting. I, uh, I'm i kind of shocked the Giants are starting a little slower than I anticipated. They had they were hot right at the beginning. But I mean, they got Rodon, too, who was hot, yeah. coming, hot coming off last year. Oh, yeah, and he's been pitching wonderfully so far this year. So I'm excited to see what that San Francisco team can do, but – Watch out for the Padres without Tatis playing the way they are. And moving on to the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on the AL West, we have the first place, the Los Angeles Angels, who are with a record of sixteen and ten, followed a game and a half behind by the Houston Astros. Maybe everyone who's struggling this year needs to give their bat CPR. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it worked for Otani. That's for sure. <laughs> and I was worried there when it took everyone a second to react to that. We'll, st- we'll wrap it up with the NLE, so I'll give Tyler the whole time he wants. So let's just move to the NL Central. We have, in first place, the Milwaukee Brewers with a record of 17-8, and eight, followed two and a half behind by them are the St. Louis Cardinals. <clears throat> and we already talked about this a little bit, but in first place in the NL West, we have the Los Angeles Dodgers at a record of 16-7, and seven, followed a game and a half behind are the San Diego Padres. And now the one everyone's been waiting for, the NL East, where Tyler's New York Mets are in first place with a record of 18-9. and nine. They are 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. 
and followed by them, surprisingly enough, are the Miami Marlins <laughs> with a record of 12 and 12, four and a half behind. Mr. Tufel. Hey, let's with arms. Watch out. Yeah, watch out for them. Mr. Tufel, the floor is yours for the Mets. All right. So I can't stress enough how special I think this Mets team is this year. Of course, I say this a lot, and we are famous for our collapses in the summertime. I'll own it. First person to say it, but. I think this new pitch, the, basically all the new signings and the trades we made, this pitching staff has been so exciting to watch this year. I think Tyler McGill has been absolutely phenomenal. And um, the fact that we're pitching like this without Jacob deGrom is something that we've lacked in the past. We've lacked consistency. The bullpen has been the bullpen so far. But other than that, I just I, I can't stress enough how fun this team has been to watch. They've played with energy. They, they've really, like, They've been putting up the numbers that were anticipated from them. Of course, we've had a couple slow starts. Stalling Marte was slow to get his bat ready. Um, Lindor has been cooling off a little bit, and um, we're looking for a little bit more out of the bullpen. But other than that, I'm really happy with how everything's going so far. I, I can't stress enough how much the rotation's been amazing to watch. Um, Francisco Lindor is looking like he was in Cleveland. And overall, if this team can just stay healthy and keep the chemistry they have going, I am really excited to watch them later in the year. I'll definitely be seeing them play at some point, uh, probably in Atlanta, maybe in Boston. Uh, the Mets are always a team I like to seek out. Their fans travel well. They're fun to – They're fun. it's fun to be at a game when the Mets are the road team. Yeah, I just exactly. like it. It's about uh, the Mets, baby, all about the <laughs> Mets. Yeah, you saw that in Philly for sure. I mean, they've kept things interesting this year. I'm surprised. I will say in the past, like Luis Rojas is our manager. I was a little disappointed with the way the team would play and react to certain situations, but I really love Buck Showalter. I can't get over how much I like him as the manager. Father's, He's doing a good job. Father Steve's money is finally <laughs> paying off for right now. Maybe money can buy happiness you, when it comes to the You Mets. didn't even mention this name. You're talking about the rotation. DeGrom. He, you've not even said his name yet, and – He's Maybe still, he's I believe, not the, playing. the best pitcher in baseball still. Best pitcher in baseball, but I, I'm superstitious with it. I, I know i got to give him some time to get healthy, and I expect a big year out of him, but I'm being very cautious. Scherzer is pulling the weight as an ace right now. Tyler McGill is looking like an ace. And, um, you know, when DeGrom comes back, of course, I will be the number one supporter and advocate that healthy he is Hall of Fame caliber. But, you know, until he can stay healthy, we'll see what happens. But... You know, I miss seeing DeGrom pitch. It's it's there's nothing like it. But you got, you got the stud Trevor May Fortnite extraordinaire <laughs> on the mound as well. Yeah, he has been a little disappointing, to be honest with you. Uh he just left. He's gonna be down for a couple months with a stress reaction. But um I don't know. He uh, apparently has been playing through an injury and uh he's gonna be out a little while because of his numbers and because he uh is gonna try to nurse that shoulder, I think, or it might have been his elbow back to health. So we'll see what happens with that. But um I like what Adam Adovino has been doing out of the bullpen, which is scaring me because he has a habit of disappointing fans on his team. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I the, the team is just electric, and I'm so excited to watch them play this year. I'm praying for a postseason run. To lose to the Dodgers in October. <laughs> hey, mm. 2015 was a magic year too. You never know. So, as I previously mentioned, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Jack Hart in the building Jack got to see his and one half mine Atlanta Braves play in the World Series last fall. That's something that I just kind of wanted to ask Jack about. Where does that rank on your list of sporting events you've attended? As far as the World Series, the game I got to go to was unfortunately the only game in Atlanta that the Braves lost that series, which is fine. 
Um, I kind of just treated it as one long event, going to the game, coming home, resting a day, and then watching them win in Houston at, at a uh, local establishment the, the night of, and then subsequently going out and celebrating. So that was just kind of one long day for me is, is, is the way I can rationalize the amount of money I spent <laughs> on that, uh, that ticket and popcorn, uh, believe it or not. So uh, I, I really enjoy it. It's one of my defi- – like that, that is just another – tick in the column that makes this past academic year one of the most just formative and unbelievable years of my life is finally after seeing my team lose in the Super Bowl, seeing them lose in the Stanley Cup Finals, seeing them lose in the Final Four, seeing them lose in the National Championship game, and seeing them lose in an Eastern Conference Finals just to finally get over the hump and see a team that I like win a championship. So it's where does that rank no compared to the whiteout? Um, to the whiteout, uh, the atmospheres are different. Like, it, yeah, it, it, the, Atlanta, it's a corporate atmosphere. Like, it's it's a major league game. When that when that home run was sailing over the right field wall in the first inning, that was like it, it's like a movie that replays in my head. Like when I think about that game, not much else. There wasn't too much else exciting for the Braves in that game, but that just the unbelievable feeling that like, hey, this might happen. And even so. I, I would say I was even more excited. The anticipation was greater than the game. I remember going to Italy's the night after the uh, the Ole Miss game. That was a, another game the Braves won uh, right before that on Saturday night. I remember thinking, like, there is a chance I could go watch my Braves win the World Series tomorrow. And just that, that giddy feeling of excitement being so close on the cusp, that's like like you can't put that feeling in a bottle. Like, it's unbelievable. I remember it was crazy to see the atmosphere. I know most of the Southeast are Braves fans. But I remember me and Tyler were coming back from the rodeo. We – it, everyone knew the Braves game was on. We had no service out there after Morgan Wallen, so we had no idea what the score was or anything. So we were just searching around on the FM and the AM dial, trying to find the game just to listen to it because we had no service whatsoever. And that's how we ended up figuring out. We got to hear, I believe, the last inning and a half. So that was yep. kind of a cool moment, I think, just to hear that on the radio. It was funny. For me, the night that the Braves uh, finished off the Dodgers in NLCS Game 6 to move on to the World Series, I was actually in Atlanta north of Atlanta, a little further up than Smyrna. I was at the Ameris Bank Amphitheater watching my all-time favorite band Slipknot play for the first time. And then after that, I went and sat in a Waffle House and watched the Braves finish off the Dodgers. I was like, I'm watching the Braves go to the World Series while sitting in a, a Waffle House. The only thing that would have made the experience even more Atlanta is if Yao by Usher was playing. <laughs> I also watched Game 6 uh, in part from a Waffle House. So that's an interesting experience. Yeah. And it's a good time. It's always fun to win. No one likes to lose, but yeah, those those that Blackhawks run and then the Cubs was something else. Now yeah. I'm gonna have to wait a long, 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 long time for my other two teams to win one. But those other teams being the Panthers and the Hornets, so who knows? <laughs> maybe Auburn can win something while I'm here. I might be getting a banner this summer. You got you got some work to do that. We're gonna yeah. talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, I oh. might be getting two. Hey, maybe no. I maybe I can do curls with the Stanley Cup and the Larry <laughs> O'Brien trophy. Uh, and then yeah, um, you had a better chance. Then maybe Larry. I can wear the commissioner's trophy as a hat in November. Feel like that new look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a hunk of metal, right? <laughs> oh boy. Hey, some grumpy old race car once told me it's just an empty just, cup. It's just an empty cup. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't think of a perfect way to end Jack Hart's time with us today. Thank you, Mr. Jack Hart, for coming on. Yes, Jack. Thank, thank, you, thank you. Thank you for being loyal fans of Compact Discourse. Thank you for being part of Compact Discourse from time to time, and thank you for being well part of the jungle now as I pass <laughs> the torch over to you guys. Thank you. I trust you to lead it well. 
Jack, as a, cer- a ceremonial thing, I think you and I should go travel up to Pennsylvania tomorrow. Mm. Let's do it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to be talking NBA playoffs. I'm very excited for that. You're listening to the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Eagles Nest. My name is Griggs Blankenberg. You're hanging out with me. You're hanging out with Daniel. And you're hanging out with Noah here on our final episode of the Eagles Nest for this semester and this year. But yes, it is Thursday, May 5th. We're here in the Melton Student Center in the Bradley Basin studio. Now we're talking about the NBA Finals. The NBA, let's talk some hoops. Let's just get into it right now. Let's talk about the games that happened last night. Last night was... The, what is last night? Last night was Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. We had the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Miami Heat. The Heat ended up winning that game to take a 2-0 series and 2-0 lead in the series as Daniel right now standing up looking at Jack in the bullpen. The series now at 2-0. Miami winning by a score of 119-103. Bam Adebayo was the leading scorer for the Heat with 23 points. Tyrese Maxey was the leading score of the entire game, and for the Sixers with 34 points. I know a guy named Tyrese. Cool. Uh, hey, that on. was disrespectful. Moving on to... Let me elaborate on Tyrese. <laughs> okay, what about Tyrese? I went to high school with him. He was kind of a bully. I don't know why you'd be giving him a shout-out then. Yeah, he was kind okay. of cool. Move- he was cool with me. He bullied other people. <laughs> Moving on now, the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix... Was playing it close until the end, and Chris Paul kind of took over near the end as Phoenix now has a 2-0 lead in the series, trying to get to back-to-back Western Conference Finals, winning in back-to-back finals with it winning by a score of 129 to 109 over the Dallas Mavericks. Devin Booker was the leading scorer for the winning Suns with 30 points, and Luka Doncic was the leading scorer of the entire game and for the losing team with 35 points. Alex Houston's Mavericks stink. I mean, it's just Luca. You mean can't, can't, the Dallas Luca Doncic? Yeah, it's just it's stink. Whoa, turn it down, brother. But stink, 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 stink. He's stink. gonna throw this back in your face if the Celtics end up losing the series. You know that. Well, right? um, they're not. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of confidence saying in a one-one series. Saying, well, that. we're the better team. That's not even. They have the better player, though. They have Giannis. They have the better player. Okay, they they have Giannis. We have a whole squad of guys. Marcus Smart's out right now. He's back. Just because he shot the lights out doesn't mean the series is over. Because he shot the lights out in game two. The series is going to go very well for the Celtics. Cap. Cap. We got a cap call. We got a cap call. You're a Knicks fan. Okay, then you're not. You don't get to talk. You're not even in the playoffs. Whoa. We're not in the playoffs, but you know we, we're a bit, we've been in a rebuild, man. Motivatedly. Okay, what about last year? You were in the playoffs last year. How do you go from Could, rebuilding the playoffs to not even in the playoffs and still say like what? Because you have to constantly be on a rebuild, man. You just no. got to keep on getting better. No, yeah, no, so you, you got to be good. You never stop building. That's why these teams like the Celtics, who aren't that story programs like the Knicks and the Hornets, they what don't are you know talking how to build. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on, hold on. How many championships have the Hornets won? Oh, uh, we've not won any playoff series yeah. since we gave the Bobcats. <laughs> okay, yeah, since they got um, brought back to Charlotte in two thousand three. They were did not. <laughs> we've not won a playoff series. But yeah, it's okay. we have plenty of those. Yeah, because Bill Russell played five four white guys from the YMCA of Boston and <laughs> claimed a national claimed an NBA championship on them. Hey, well, Bill, still... Bill Russell wouldn't be in the G League today, and that's a fact. Dude, you are so. <laughs> oh my, that is a fact. We are having Fine. open auditions. No for one, the no Eagles one, Nest no one from that era. If you are no an Auburn University era. student and would like to take over, just feel free to tweet at no. me at Daniel J Locke. We would be happy to sit no down one, and set up an interview. No one in that era would make it in today's NBA, and that is a fact. 
It Bill doesn't matter who it is. No one. No one. Bill no Russell one. would make No one. Bill Russell would, at best, be a six-man. You see Bill Russell going up against Joel Embiid. Who are you taking in that one? Bill Russell. Joel Embiid's a baby. Bro, he'd look at Giannis and just would stare and be like, how can you shoot that three? How are you shooting that far How is away? he that big? What do y'all feed him? Story. What do you mean American? What do you mean it's not just Americans anymore? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's actually funny. Uh, Man, but yeah. You're telling me he's not a plumber? What? He doesn't do plumbing on the weekends? What is that last name? <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, going back to Tuesday's games, the Bucks took the L, their first L in the series to the Boston Celtics cuz that's a real basketball Cel- team. Celtics coming <laughs> Celtics come back after that not great loss on Sunday. Hey, my team's in the playoffs. No one else here can say that. I'm literally just saying the facts as it is. Ooh, they lost game the 1. Celtics. Was that not a fact? No, did they lost game one? They did lose game one. It's not an no, opinion. No, but everyone talking trash on Twitter. None of their teams are in the playoffs. So, except for Alex, and his team's going to get swept. You, you might get whomped still. It's still very possible for a gentleman sweep either way. But still, the Celtics won game two with a score of 109-86. to 86. But the, it, doesn't, it doesn't count until you win one on the road because you got to win at least one on the road. Unless, eh, unless it goes seven, then you don't have to win on the road. But the Celtics do hold the home court for that one. Jalen Brown was the leading scorer in that game with 30 points. Giannis was the leading scorer for Milwaukee with 28 and moving on to it, I think the best series so far in this um, could we be the do best. Not care. Okay, no one cares. <laughs> We're moving on. Lamar Odom was on crack. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the Warriors versus the Grizzlies. I think this is going to be Bruh. the best. Okay. We got the best YouTube meme compilation, this guy right here. We have the Warriors versus the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies took tied the series up 1 1, winning by 106 to 101. John Morant with 47 points in this game leading the way for the Grizzlies while Steph Curry led the way for the Warriors with 27 points. I John Moran is incredible. Yeah, that I will agree with. I think he's he he's definitely turned around from the way he was people were saying he was underperforming that first part of the playoffs. So, I just have one thing to say about oh, oh no, the here. Golden State Warriors. Oh gosh, here we go. I think that they're good. I don't think that they're a champion. Okay. I don't think they're going to win either. I think this I, my my pre- my idea that the Suns are still going to win is still very well could happen. Very well could. Maybe. I think the Suns are going to win. All right, I don't think it's a could. I think it's a I think it's the Suns. Now that they got a spoiler not a prediction. Uh, now that so? now that they got now that they got Booker back, I think it's going to be because the they only won they didn't win a game with Book. Hey, did you see they Book's um interaction with that fan the other night? That was funny. You mean Luca? No. Wasn't Luca the fan that kind of like no, so, what happened with Luca last night? I didn't get to watch it. I don't know about that, but what I was saying about D Book is he was dribbling up the court, and someone like I don't know said something about his shoes or something. He said, "Sit down." Word I can't say on the radio. It was just funny. No, I think he needed for context. No, <laughs> no, not like Miss Aaron Folk over here is just gonna blast one on the air. You want to talk about? Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, okay, moving on with that. But yeah, it's gonna be a great. Playoffs, I think it's <clears throat> going to come down to the wire, I think, in those 1-1 series. I think the teams that are up 2-0 right now are going to either get the gentleman sweep or the sweep, both considered whompings. But I think, yeah, Celtics-Bucks might go might go 6 or 7. And same with Grizzlies and Warriors, definitely since the Grizzlies have home court. I think that could go 6 or 7 as well. I think the Celtics uh, will only go 5, you know. I think Bucks give them a gentleman sweep. Be quiet. I think whoever wins this next game is going to win the series, though. 
and they got to play in, in Milwaukee. So. Ooh. Yeah, I think. Ooh. I know you don't want to hear it, but whoever wins. Forum. You're talking Shiver about, me Timbers. You're talking about the team that just won the championship last year like that. Shiver me Timbers. I've seen them play twice in person this year. They're yeah. not anyone. Ooh, I've, I've, seen both, I've seen both these teams play in person, actually. And the Bucks probably had the better run than – but the Hornets beat the Bucks. But Giannis took over, so. Yeah. So you, want, you want to talk about the Celtics-Hornets game you went to? Uh, the Hornets beat the Bucks the two times they played them this year at home. The Celtics already lost to them once. Yeah. You want to talk about that uh, game that I was supposed to come up for, but I couldn't because I was on painkillers? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, that game is boring. No one cares. Yeah, because you got your butt whooped. Yeah, when you have Mason Plumley as your center, too, it's kind of hard to win basketball games. Then get a new center. It's not that hard. Okay, tell Michael Jordan that. We've been trying All for right, years. get him on the phone. We've been trying for years. I'll tell Pierre Gasly to tell him that. J- just tell – yeah, yeah. P- Pierre Gasly to 23-11 race, and that's going to happen. All right, all right. So, so I have an NBA question for you all. <laughs> Have y'all ever seen the movie Thunderstruck with Kevin Durant? We've had this conversation before. Yes, we have. Well, no, we haven't with Noah. Okay. Noah, does that movie ring a bell? It rings a bell, but I don't think we've ever seen it. It was so funny. His his mom was hilarious. I, w- I hope she's doing well. I'm not a big KD fan, but I love his mom. You really going to prey on somebody's downfall about their mom, Daniel? I literally said I love I know, her. but you're implying that for other people's moms, you do. What? Not you saying, bro. Mother's Day's on Sunday. Quit it with it these is. fallacies. What, what did you get? What did you get your mother, Daniel? She's listening to the show. I'm not going to spoil it. Well, then you're going to whisper it to me during the commercial break, and I'm just well. I, I can just tell you at normal volume during the commercial breaks, so our mics won't be on. But then it's not you just as got funny. Got. It's not as funny then if All you right, just fine. tell me oh, normal. Yeah. Common Mercedes fan. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, oh, no matter man. what, it's always Formula One's gonna come back in. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the Celtics Bucks is gonna go. I don't think it will go five. I think it's gonna go six or seven. Same with the Warriors Grizzlies. That's gonna be incredible series. Hey Noah, do you know who the Knicks' biggest celebrity fan is? Spike Lee. It changes, Heck yeah, changes like every year. It's me actually. Griggs is the Hornets one still the baby? Uh, Michael Jordan actually. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's oh. kind of a big. Guy. He's probably probably a big name in basketball. He's common, involved. With common the- fans like you don't know who Michael Jordan is. Right, he's involved. With the uh, you team don't know. Not- you don't know ball. He, he's also a big. Uh, he's involved with the team, so I'm not sure if that technically counts. Well, Spike Lee definitely has a hand in the Knicks. If you don't think that, Spike Lee probably owns New York. To be honest with you, they probably, he probably owns the Nets too. So you don't think he the told Kyrie not to the play. biggest. Uh, the biggest celebrity fan. Define celebrity fan. Just someone who is not affiliated with the team. Uh, literally, probably, probably Jay Cole. Then Jay Cole's a big Hornets fan. How is the baby affiliated with the team? Uh, Jay Cole is a bigger rapper than the baby. That is a yeah. fact. Okay, I don't really listen to that much. I listen who, to country. Who is the Celtics' biggest celebrity fan? Whoever to be honest, no, never mind. we don't really have a celebrity that shows up night in night Mark out. Wahlberg. I mean, I guess. One of those Bill Simmons, one of those Boston people. Kevin yeah. O'Leary from Shark Tank. That's your celebrity fan. Honestly, <laughs> we we don't really. Mayor Michelle Wu. The entirety of Boston. Dude, it, it is kind of sad though. For I, I wish we did like have a celebrity that would you know like really. We just don't have it. It's kind of sad. You just don't got the J. Cole, man. You don't got the Dreamville collabs. My yeah, dream you ain't got J. Cole or But, like, there, there's not a big her. rapper from she Boston. It kind of stinks. You need to be more inclusive then. Oh, actually, I know oh. our biggest celebrity fan for the Knicks. Okay. Stephen A. Hmm. <laughs> Lamar Odom, who was on crack? <laughs> <laughs> I will Stay always say off. that. All right. Stay I think we're just going to go on to commercial break here. Come when we come on back. Brown. <laughs> 
When we come back, it is NHL playoffs here on Weagle 91.1 FM. The Carolina Hurricanes do not deserve to sell Bojangles to the arena. This is Daniel Locke. This is Grace Blankenberg. This is Noah Phillips. This is the Eagles Nest. Welcome back into the Eagles Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Locke. Alongside me, as always, Griggs Blankenberg. Yep. Joining us today, the man, the myth, the Noah Phillips. You're not oh. a legend. I'm sorry. Whoa. I think he's a legend. I am a legend. He's yeah. a legend with he's an a legend. Play me in 2K. Whoa, yeah. Play me in NHL 2022. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You don't want the smoke for me in NHL 2022. Oh, I'm so All right. But let's move so, on. Speaking of NHL. I've got a bone to pick with Gary Bettman. I've got a bone to pick with... you want with, to say why, though, first? I'm getting there. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with the Raleigh-Durham area. Not Charlotte. Charlotte's beautiful. That's my home. I'm kidding. I've, never, I've been there like eight times. That's that's a good number. That is a good number. That's too much. Yeah. You go anywhere. Probably. But Griggs. <laughs> bless Griggs. Thank me. Bless Griggs Thank again. Thank me again. Mm. Do you have allergies, Griggs? I don't. I'm just allergic to you. Well, there's some hand sanitizer over there if you need it. Uh, anyways, Gary Bettman, your officials are garbage, man. Like, I cannot watch the NFL. Gosh, Gosh, gosh. In NHL. H, not F-H. I can't watch anymore because your refs are so terrible. Like, tell them to do their jobs better, or better yet, get new refs. Like, it's okay that you hate the Bruins. Everyone and their brother does. But we should at least have a fair shot. Like, I'm, I'm cheering for the Bruins. I know. I know. <laughs> but there's a lot more than three people in the world. Which is the Canes fans before May. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, that's my beef with your Canes. Uh, who you seem to love, Gary Bettman. Took the Hartford Whalers out and yeah, put like, them in Raleigh, North Carolina. Like, why would you remove a team that had good attendance? A really good sweater. Right. Like, I just don't get it. I think Gary Bettman should get CPR from a lion. I think that's what he needs. Am I allowed to say that on public radio? CPR, I mean, you're not implying what the Lions do anything. It so didn't say in the Weagle handbook that I can't say it on the air, so I'm going to assume that's fair game. Let's just go. Uh, but, yeah. Gary sucks. Gary sucks. Gary sucks. Down with Dolan. Down with Dolan. <laughs> Who's Dolan? James, the owner of the Knicks. But let's just oh. run into it first with the let's just talk as Chance Rapper said for the final time this year, let's do that hockey. Bing let's, bong. Let's start out, unfortunately, with last night's games. The first one we had the Boston Bruins taking the L in Raleigh, North Carolina, losing to the Carolina Hurricanes five to two. Hurricanes turned it on the first two periods, scoring four goals in two periods. We do not care. No one cares. No one cares about the Canes. Even though my one of my, my best childhood friends was there last night, we were boo, beating Boo, boo, childhood. He, he actually follows the Canes throughout the year, though, so that's like one of the only people I know. What's his name? My friend's name is Will. Will, you're one of the few good ones. Uh, we have, uh, but the Carolina Hurricanes tweeted this out. This is funny. I'll, uh, I, no, don't say it. I'm saying it. No. It's funny. Your mic will go off. Just a warning. That's right. Show no one silence. That's not going to be shared on the air. It is very funny. All right, you can say it. Four sad dudes in Bruins sweater, PNC Arena penalty box, or a Dunkin' Donuts in Boston tomorrow. <laughs> hey, Dunkin' Donuts in Boston's always a good time. We're never, we're never gloomy up there. Even though Krispy Kreme is better. But moving on. What? Whoa! Yes, whoa, it is. You, you, northern, hey. you northern snobs. You don't understand Krispy Kreme. <laughs> hey, hey, southern but, lady. But, but we do understand education. That's something that the South doesn't get. Shots fired. Hey, I made it you here. live in the South, mister. For now. <laughs> moving three on. Years of my moving life. on, we have the defending, the two-time, the two-time defending champion, the uh, – 
Tampa Bay Lightning defeating the Toronto Maple Leafs last night with a score of 5-3 to three to even the series up. As they say in the NHL, it doesn't matter. As Dave Portnoy said on Twitter, it don't count until you win one on the road. So, yeah, the Lightning now are tied with the Maple Leafs 1-1 heading to Amelie Arena where Auburn fans had a good, not great time this year, but hopefully. It was passable. They should never be held in Tampa again. It was awful. But Why we, was it awful? Because no one wants to go to Tampa to watch basketball. Do people want to go to Greensboro? Or yeah. Greenville, I mean, I didn't. You mean Greensboro for, like, no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Greenville, North Carolina, where I South Carolina, I mean, where I'd that's go for a, That's not a great stadium either. Bond Secor's Wellness Arena. But yeah, that's I'm, besides them. Yeah. The moving on. Also, we have the Blues losing to the Wild six to two last night in uh, in Minnesota. The Wild take a tie of the series back up with the Blues. The series is one one. And finally, unfortunately, Daniel and I's least favorite teams on this podcast throughout the whole year. I know the Canes are our least favorite right now, but. Concurrently throughout the whole year, it's been the Oilers. The Oilers take a 6-0 whomping of the L.A. Kings in Edmonton last night with a score of 6 to nothing, and Evander Kane had two goals and an assist. It'll be okay. It's going to um, be okay. L.A. will figure it out. Let's move it back, though, to Tuesday night. Crazy night of hockey. The Penguins beating the New York Rangers 4-3 to in triple overtime at the Mecca in the Garden, even without their... St- Starting goalkeeper went out, I believe, in the middle of the second overtime, if that was correct. Correct. But yeah, and the Penguins ended up getting it six hours. My friend uh, Tyler, his friend was at, who just was on, his, I believe he said his friend was at the Garden for that game. He was there for six hours, and he said there were like fights afterwards in the streets, which sounds a little bit like New York, but that's beside the point. That just is New York. Doesn't matter what sport it is. Mm-hmm. After the next at, games. That's going to be a fun series, though. Moving on, we have the Capitals. Surprising to some people, beating the Panthers four to two. The Panthers, the winning the Presidents Trophy, trying to become the first team to win the Cup, who also won the Presidents Trophy since the 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. The Capitals win four to two off of a three-goal third period. One was an empty netter, but still, the T.J. Oshie goal was pretty sick. Yeah, um, I thought that this series would be a sweep, and it might still be a gentleman sweep. I think that yeah, but you gotta respect them. Um, Washington came to play, and anything you can do once, you can do twice. Anything you can do twice, you can do three times. Speaking anything of, you can do three times, you can do four. So you never know. Speaking of a sweep, I think it's going to happen. The Colorado Avalanche absolutely destroy the Nashville Predators by a score of 7-2. to two. They scored five goals in the first period. I remember looking at that game in between the intermissions of the overtimes for the Rangers games, and... Yeah, that game was supposed to be on ESPN, and it played two periods on ESPNU. All I got to say is a uh, shout-out to my main man, Eamon Smith, a Weagle guy. We're looking forward to having you back. but You might, man, you might, you might be back sooner than later at this point. Yeah, it's looking like that might be the case. Yeah, Colorado is a wagon. I think, I think I'm – okay, the Griggs seal of approval. I believe the Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup final. The Griggs seal of approval. That's the Griggs seal of approval. The Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup this season. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I think the finals, my updated predictions, it'll be the – I think it'll still be the Panthers, and I think it'll still be the Avalanche. So, I mean, pr- honestly, pretty predictable. Top two teams, yeah. Pretty predictable. But um, I wish I could be more exciting with it, but I just don't see anything else really happening. I hope Wayne Gretzky came up with the worst one possible for me. Blues versus Blues, Hurricanes, yeah. and then the Hurricanes winning. At this point, as long as it's not the Hurricanes, I don't really care. 
as long as it's not the Blues or the Hurricanes. It's the Hurricanes first, but, you know. And finally, our final game of the night from Tuesday, we have the Stars losing to the Flames. It was a really high defensive game where there was um, only one goal. The Flames scored the first goal in the first period. I believe there was a two-minute fight, though, that happened. That yeah, was that was pretty sick. insane. But, yeah, that's going to be a good series. I think Calgary, I think, is a good team that people have not been paying attention to enough this year. I think they're the team that probably in the playoffs right now that took a lot of people by surprise, winning that loaded um, uh, Western um, Pacific Division. Yes. Yeah. That's winning the one. So, but yeah. So, but since we're not doing who you got, let's talk about the games tonight and tomorrow. We got the Penguins versus the Rangers in the Mecca. The line is New York is minus 160, and the over-under is six goals. What you thinking there, Daniel? Uh, shoot, man. I think that the Rangers are going to even it up. Mm. Take I think, the over. Take the over. <laughs> I, think if the Ra- I, think, I think it's going to be the Penguins. But if the, Ra- the Rangers goalie, though, Igor Shazurkin, I believe I said that right now. That's the one. He He's incredible. Yeah. To play that long of hockey... The other night, it only gave up four goals. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And my roommate's a Rangers fan. He was like, hey, Griggs? And I go, yeah. He goes, that's not Lundquist. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Where have you been, my guy? But that was funny. Um, Rick Lundquist. I got the Panthers taking the rebound tonight, especially since Tom Wilson's out for the Capitals. Oh, I hate Tom Wilson. <laughs> for Tom Wilson, you either hate him or you love him, and everyone that doesn't have him on his team hates him. Because my friend's a Capitals fan. He loves Tom Wilson. Of course he does. Uh, I think the Avalanche win tonight. Again, yeah, I think pretty so big, too. too. The over-under, 6.5. Take the over. Take the over. Take the over. Over. Um, and finally, Stars Flames. I think there'll be more than one goal scored. I think it's important that the Stars try to get this one before they head back to Dallas. But I think still Calgary's going to win this one. Uh, Giordano, I, and I'm not even trying to pronounce that name. I think that Calgary's going to win, though. Take the over. <laughs> hey, life's not life's too short to bit the. Are you talking about Johnny Gardo? Yeah, I mispronounced the name. Every NHL player either ends with an O or a U in their last name, it feels like. Brad Marchand. Most. The key word I said. David Posternak. Most. Joe Pelveski. How's it going to feel when the uh, Bruins get back-to-back first-round exits? Robertson. We didn't have a back-to-back. We, didn't, we, went, we had second round last year. Come on. <laughs> Keep up. You lost to the last-place team this year. How'd the Blackhawks do? Uh, oh, three, last year. Three and six. Doesn't matter. Uh, no, it kind of does three matter. That's, we're, that's getting pretty dated. You kind of got to get some more recent success, buddy. Three and six, my, bro- my brother. Three and six. How many cups you got one? Three and six. Only brother. three? We've had yeah. six cups. Oh, so you have nothing uh, on You've me. not won since 2011, so pipe oh. down there, Mr. 11-year drought. You're in a five-year drought. Six years. That's still less than 11. Pretty bad. No, I, last time I checked, was that less than 11 years? It is less than 11. Okay, thank Noah. you. It's math. That's you it's can't a, argue with facts, it is literally a fact. All right, who's better now? The Bruins because they're in the playoffs. Exactly. Who's got the better players though? Probably the Blackhawks. The better oh, overall Bruins. player. No. Bruins. Oh Patrick, come on, Patrick Kane. He's he he's not in his prime anymore. He's old. Yeah, we, all the Bruins players are old. Brad Marchand looks like he's almost about to croak. Brad Marchand's like thirty-two. It does not look thirty-two at all. Hold on, Noah. Does this man look thirty-two to you? He looks like he's like. 28, 
but he like had a bad college Ooh. experience. <laughs> I take it back. He's, He's 33. 33. Still, David Posternock is 25, and Charlie McAvoy is 24. We will have plenty of good talent for years to come. You wish you had it. You don't. You don't have the greatest American of all time. You have to go to the Czech Republic to get Posternock. American success. Patrick Kane. Love it. Gold medals. Let's do all right. He doesn't know silver medals, silver from 2010. It doesn't silver, matter. Silver, silver, silver. He's, you know what else? You know what else? Is, you know what else is silver that he has three of the Stanley Cup. He actually, there's only one Stanley Cup and he's not in possession of it anymore, so he doesn't have any. They got the replica, so <laughs> the replica, they, they got rings. They got rings. That's gonna do hey, it ring. for the NHL Banner segment here. Today. That's gonna do it for the NHL segment here today. When we get back. We haven't figured it out yet. Stay tuned. Eagle's Nest, Weagle 91.1 FM, Daniel Lott, Greg Splankenberg, Noah Phillips. You never know who might walk in the door. You never know what will be discussed. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Eagle's Nest here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am Daniel Lott. As always, alongside me, Greg Splankenberg. Also in the room today, Noah Phillips. It's been a great show today. We've talked about all sorts of stuff. But to cut it out, we're going to take it slow. We're going to talk about our summer plans, our favorite moments from this year, um, what we're looking forward to for next year. Not Auburn football, that's for darn sure. Whoa, 7-5, 8-4. and five, eight and four. Okay, It's happening. Not winning I'm a noticing a theme in Griggs and mediocrity. They just go hand-in-hand. Hand. Says the guy whose team is awful right now, predicted to win the, 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 NLE, the AL East this year. Can I'm you, a Red Sox fan, too, all right? We, that we can't talk too bad. That sentence wasn't phonetic. Can you repeat it? I'm sorry, i got to be dumb it down for the journalism majors here. Hold on. <laughs> no, um, you should actually smart it up because that sentence was not phonetic. But anyways, what does that word mean? Just grammatically we're, correct. You don't think we're gonna beat Missouri at home? No. No. You think we're going Owen? You're going. To think I have. Going, I have no faith. Me neither. This is the first time I've ever gone into a football season. You have, with no faith. I got faith. Okay. I'm saying seven to five, eight and four. That's true. That saves his job. If he goes six and six again, he's gone. Can we move on with what we're doing this summer? Noah, you yes. want to go first? Tell me. Or okay, Noah, tell me your favorite moments from this year and what you're doing this summer. Oh, Lord, my favorite moment from this year would probably be uh, calling games with you, Daniel. Oh, any points from you. Um, uh, Give me a fist bump. Oh, I will, I will. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, then for summer plans, got me a job, and I'm going to be playing 1-2 in Ebro, Florida at the uh, Ebro race, uh, racetrack and mm. poker room. Sounds good time. Good stuff. All right, Griggs, what about you? Favorite moments? Um what you doing in the summer? Probably favorite moments this year. Uh, whiteout for sure. That was fun, even though we a, lost. That was a trip. It, it was it was it was an experience. We'll say that. Um, uh, also, um, I'm trying to think favorite moments from the school year. Not from the school year, but Cam's return game during like Thanksgiving break. I think when I was in Carolina, that was amazing. The seats I had too were amazing for that. Um, also, the Alabama basketball game with you and all them staying next to all the jungle people and celebrating. That was really fun. But and then favorite moment from the show. What are we gonna do? Um, what was the favorite favorite moment from the show? Probably some time when we were ar- when we were arguing. It was very funny. Um, I enjoyed the MLB special. MLB special was really nice. That was argu- it was arguing and then that was really fun. Yeah, I was enjoyed that. We didn't really get to talk football since I kind of joined late. Yeah, we talked a little bit of NFL playoffs, but that was about it. So we'll hit that in the fall for sure. Fall that and then summer plans. Um. Doing in some outdoor camps, working those for my friend's dad. Working for a sports biz com- biz camp for like, so I've been doing that for two. Th- this will be my third year on staff there, yeah. And then I'm also gonna be on a, like a game to game basis. I could be working with 
communications operations for the Charlotte SC MLS. So That's nice. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, I'll be able to get a few in there if they need me. But yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, I'm also seeing big time rush this summer. Uh, that's cool. Very fun. Uh 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 oh. <laughs> that, that was a good show. It's my childhood. Um, I guess I'll just favorite moments from this year. Obviously, this show kind of living out my dreams a little bit, covering athletic events, interviewing athletes and coaches. Um, Griggs, it's been a lot of fun this year. Thanks again for coming uh, to join. <laughs> Bro, get your head out of the gutter. Uh, Noah, we we've. <laughs> And for the third time today, their mic's been cut off. Uh, Noah, we've had some great memories. Thank you for coming on uh, today. And it was it's just been a trip calling games with you this year. Um, and someone else is coming into the studio uninvited. Just kidding. Uh, is Cameron Kasperzak. We'll get to you in a second. Or actually, no. Now, Cameron, what has been your, some of your favorite moments this year, and what are you doing this summer? My favorite moment, like sports moments? Anything. Okay, I'll say my favorite sports moment was the Ole Miss game. Oh, um, pizza, that was fun. I was yeah, I dressed up as a pizza. My friends were clowning me for dressing up to a, a Halloween football game. I was very vindicated when I saw somebody dressed up as a traffic cone right next to us. He literally just cut out holes in a traffic cone and sat in it. And I will say, uh, the Ole Miss game, also the Iron Bowl. I went to the Braves game where we got sent to the World Series, the final game of the NLCS. The I, the Iron Bowl and the Ole Miss game both got louder than that. That's how that's how incredible the atmosphere is in Jordan Hare. So I would say the Ole Miss game was my favorite uh, sports memory. What I'm doing over the summer, I will be catching the Huntsville Trash Pandas. Yes, Rocket City. Rocket City Trash Pandas. Uh, I've never been to one of their games, but I'm living in Huntsville, so I'll be seeing a lot of their games this summer. That's my plans. I got that's you. Fun. Montgomery biscuits are better. The <laughs> Charlotte Knights. Cut Nights. that out. Okay. <laughs> All right. And for the fourth time, just kidding. Um, for context, I've had to cut their mics off three times today because they were being inappropriate. Come on, guys. Um, so for me, obviously, like I said, just kind of living out my dreams, getting a sports talk show, getting to cover sporting events, going to a lot of athletic events, like a couple a week. It's been awesome. Um, something I've dreamed about forever. Just a great time hanging out with these guys, just chilling in the bullpen every day. Uh, learning how to be an effective studier was a big thing for me. Still need to I learn still haven't that. gotten to that. I, I got to learn that before 7 p.m. tonight. I'm kidding, Mom. I love you. I'm, I'm preparing, Debbie I'm preparing, Briggs is, uh, I'm preparing for this prepared. calc exam really heavily right now while I'm doing this radio Are show. Are you taking Cal 1 or 2? Bro, oh, we can talk cal- about this oh, off the air. Uh, yeah, math is something uh, that happens here at the Eagles. It'd be mathin'. We'd be mathin'. Um, so it's just been a great year. A lot of great memories. Too many great memories. If you want to see some of my favorites, go to my Instagram or Twitter uh, at the Daniel Lock or at the Daniel J Lock because my brain, my brain, my braid is blanking on them, but they're all there. This summer, um, I'm going to the beach with my family this weekend to celebrate my sister finishing undergrad. I'm looking forward to that. Um, she's not going anywhere though; she's still going to be around for grad school. So, any Caroline Lock fans out there, do not be too sad. Uh, I don't think that those exist. But, um, yeah, so starting with the beach, then next week I get to see my Red Sox play for the first time this year in Atlanta. Stoked for that. I'm going to see Olivia Rodrigo with some work friends. As you should. <laughs> yes, sir. What, what, why are you laughing? I just think that's funny. Why is that funny? You're going to Big Time Rush. Uh, yeah, it's going to be electric. Dixie D'Amelio's opening. Sometimes I don't want to be Okay, yeah, that is number four. Um, no, I'm excited about that. I'm going to New York in, Ju- in yeah, July with my best friend Jordan. 
Um, I'm also going to Boston at some point. Haven't planned that out quite yet. Um, I'll be riding for the Red Sox all summer. I'll be covering the Bruins as long as they're playing. And then from Causeway Crowd on Fan Sided and for the Yawkeyway Report. Um, very excited to be able to do that this summer. So I'm going to miss you guys. Um, y'all have become some of my best friends, everyone in this room. I look forward to this show every week. I look forward to seeing you guys every day, talking sports, talking music, Cameron, Noah. Man, you've been a stud this year. I'm so glad I got to meet you. Griggs, you've been such a great addition, not only to the show, but to my life. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Griggs's mic privileges are officially revoked for the spring 2022 semester. He doesn't get them back unless someone says his name three times. Griggs, Griggs, Griggs. All right. And thank Griggs you, is back you, on the thank show. You, thank you. So, but, Cameron, this is your first time on the Eagle's Nest. It is. I'm invading. You having a good time? I'm, I'm having quite all right. I was expecting you to be ranting about the Carolina Hurricanes. You already, you already did, did that. that. I missed it. You already did it. that. That was like 30 minutes ago. It was ago. very funny. That's fine. You know, I'll, ca- I'll catch the rewind. Yes, yeah, so you can a, catch the rewind on Spotify at the Eagle's yeah. Nest. I'll Trying to get later. Apple Music worked out. It's It's been a process. They don't like this. Me, is the man you got. This is the man you got to talk to. This yeah, is I'm the website. He's like, absolutely. He's like, Griggs, get your, give me your show. I go. That is, you have to talk to Daniel about that. I do not know anything about that. So I'll speak to you after the show. Um, yeah. So Cameron, I, I think I came on tough guy twice. Yeah, you can't. Well, it's called pop style. Oh but. shoot. Wow. Explain my error. He had a tough guy special. I couldn't remember what was the name. We had a tough guy special. You, you and Storm Boy. Storm Boys, you Storm Boys really made a, a great scene on Pop Style. Made it a special time. Uh, you're welcome anytime on Pop Style. We're doing a little plug Pop Style Summer Special seven and nine tomorrow. Tune in. Everyone, listen. Feel free. It'll be a great time. It's a trip down memory lane for sure. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Y'all feel like going to Whataburger after this? I was I, thinking about that, but I might be doing some with Tyler and them. But I'll see. We'll think about it. I'm thinking about it. I gotta pack up to leave. No, Andy's. come on. You want to go to Whataburger, dude? I gotta pack dude, up. If man. you had asked me, like. Five minutes ago, I just ordered fruit bowl. Like I literally would have gone to Waterburger with you. Cancel it. I can't. Give it to a homeless person. There's, there's homeless there... people in Auburn. <laughs> um, <laughs> not on campus. Surprisingly enough. Not on campus. But you know where to go. Daniel, let's let's close this out this year out with one final thing. It is the final record. I've tallied up the score for who you got. Daniel's already done what he needs to do. We don't have to say any more about that. But the final record was Mr. Locke with a record of seventy three and sixty seven. So over fifty percent. That's pretty good for gambling wise. Claps up with that. You're making money at that point. Yeah, you're making money unless you're betting a lot on those losses. And then your victor, Mr. Griggs Blankenberg, with a record of 81 and 59. Ooh. Pretty solid right there, if I do say so myself. Even I had the a last, terrible last The last week. three weeks were awful for me. Not great for me either. I had, I had six. I had five. I went five and five this week, and the week before I went like, we both went like two and two and eight. I remember I led this for one week. There was one week I was. I think he led for like the second week. Yeah. Oh well, I never looked back. I tried, and I took in my verbal meme, Michael Jordan, and I took that personally. So you know, we always talk sports here. We have a couple minutes left. What's everyone's favorite concert they've ever been to? I know it's random. I've only ever been to one concert in my life, and it was the Portugal the Man concert we just went to a couple weeks ago. No, I'm sure you've been to some good country shows. I've never been to a concert in my life, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to uh, Annie Smith Duncan Hall. I had to get that in. You know, in the hill. Griggs, trying to think. I've been to a decent amount of concerts. Um, oh, good. Favorite, I'm not the favorite artist I've ever seen. Uh, Post Malone. That was probably my favorite concert. And then best experience I had at a concert. 
either Morgan Wallen at the rodeo or Suicide Boys in Alpharetta? Um, my favorite artists I've seen definitely probably Metallica. Um, best experience. Dude. Suicide Boys. I was scared for my life. I was on the rail, <laughs> right at the very front, Dang. getting pushed by people with so much metal in their body. I couldn't believe they would get through security. <laughs> I saw Shine Down last weekend. That was really good. Uh, very very good show. Who? Who? <laughs> Lamar Odom, who's on crack? And once I again, have been muted again. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for tuning in all semester. Griggs, you want to close it out? You want me to close it out? That's what I just said. All right. And with that, that will do it for our first. Well, can we call this the first semester of the Eagles? Or do you want me to call it the second semester? It was the second semester. It, we call, we'll close it for the year. This is the closing of the year, the school academic school year for the Eagles Nest. We want to thank all of our many guests who have come on, Noah. Tyler, Tyler, Alex. Tyler Green, Alex, our seniors. We have Jacob. We have um, Bay Marks. We have Jack today. Um, who else do we have on? We Harrison Tar. Harrison Tar. Yes, thank you, Harrison, for sure. Jake Gonzalez. Jake Gonzalez. Logan Hurston also came on some. Man, I'm gonna miss the seniors. We had a lot. We had a lot of guests. We did a lot this semester. Um, uh, who? Uh, Caleb Jones. When yes, we were doing sir. Super Bowl. Can't believe it. Um, who else? We got. We can thank. That's gotta be it. I feel like there's random people who just popped in here sometimes that we're forgetting. We're forgetting someone. Well, Joey. Joe. Oh, yes. Roommate Joey. Yes. And then Tyler. And then, of course, Mr. Noah. But, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you again. If you want to keep in touch with me and Daniel this summer, our Twitters will be at the end of the show. Yeah, I think um, they're there. At the end of the show, I don't. If not. Uh, Daniel J. Locke. At, at, at Daniel J. Locke. And then at the underscore Griggs underscore B. Noah, at, Noah, at Noah underscore Phillips 64. Uh, yes, and if something happens in the world of Auburn sports, i.e., they go to Omaha or something like that, we'll maybe try to do a special show this summer. We'll, we surely try. We'll, we'll figure out something to do. But one final time, I get to say it in my closing every week. For Daniel Locke, I'm Greg Smlankenberg. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this year. We'll see you in the fall. Have a great summer, and War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to the Eagle's Nest. We enjoyed bringing you updates on everything going on in the world of sports. If you missed any of today's show, you can catch the podcast version wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke and at The Griggs B. Until next time, this has been the Eagle's Nest. See you next week.